Hi, I'm Erin, a strategic money mastery coach on a mission to create a wealthy woman movement because I believe that wealthy women will change the world. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to gain financial freedom. Over the last decade, I have learned how to capitalize on my time and streamline my business to work smarter, not harder. This podcast will include money-related mindset and management tips and tricks so that you can do the same. I've brought multiple businesses to six and even seven figures, co-developed a real estate empire with my sweet hubby, Brett, and that has allowed us to pay off all debt, purchase our dream home, take vacations around the world, and spend more quality time together with our two daughters, Ava and Junie. I'm on a mission to help women entrepreneurs like you stop overworking so you can make more money without compromising or sacrificing the life of your dream. Abundance is yours for the taking. So grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's get into it. Hello, wealthy women. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I am really excited to have Natasha Rankin on the podcast today. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to dive in with you. Yes, um, Natasha and I, we I don't even remember how we met. I think, was it through an event in Indy? I think it was um, linking indie women. Yes, that's what I thought. And yeah. we've had multiple coffee dates and now she lives in Chicago. So we get to have her virtually on the show with <laughs> us today. And I'm really excited. I know you're going to talk through your very dynamic money journey and we're going to get to learn so much from you as somebody who is um, very has had lots of experience in many different ways around money. Um, but before mm-hmm. that, will you just share a little bit about what you do in business and some in your personal world as well? Yes, absolutely. So I am a business mentor and wealth expander for spiritual women. I'm also a wife, a mom to a toddler who's almost two, which is crazy. I'm a yogi and I'm an investor. I'm an active investor and in my business, the main focus right now is um, an accelerator program called the Sensitive Business Academy that helps coaches and healers package up their magic and their expertise into a scalable program so that they can turn that into a like a revenue stream while protecting their energy and you know working 20, 25 hours a week and really um, realizing the potential and the um, amount that they have to contribute to the world and just how much of an impact they can make when they think about that strategically um, and really put that kind of strategic hat on while also changing people's lives. And so that is the current chapter. I love it. Well, I know that we get to dive into your story and through that, we're going to be able to pull out different really cool strategies around how you are able to sell to a very small audience and how you're able to also lead with such alignment. I know that you're Mm -hmm. um, able to make a full-time income working part-time hours and you teach other people to do that. And so I'm excited for where this podcast will go and where we'll journey together today. So let's dive in. 
Okay, so tell us a little bit. I know before we started press, we pressed record on this, you were starting to talk about how you kind of have a two part story of your money journey in adulthood, and you've got mm-hmm. your whole money journey from um, your youth. So let's just start from wherever you feel uh, is really uh, informative for the audience as they're leaning in and listening to you. Yeah, so I think it's easiest to start from the beginning <laughs> in some ways. So my experience growing up, um, you know, I came from kind of working class parents who were entrepreneurs themselves and they made a lot of money and, and created success when I was three, four, five, you know, very young. And so I kind of had this, my earliest memories were that of relative wealth. And I went to an all girls private school and, um, you know, we had a, a secure period of time when I was younger. And then my parents got divorced when I was 10. Um, they sold the business. Money then became a huge stress, a huge, huge stress. I wanted to live with my mom. My dad kind of took the business. And um, so money became just the biggest stressor in my life by far. And there was also a lot of shame that came up at that time because I went to this really wealthy school and all of a sudden I had this split identity where I was still in that school. My mom did everything she could to keep me in that school, which thank goodness for her to just keep some stability in my life. And I'm so grateful for that, that I was also acutely aware that I felt like I did not belong there anymore. Right. And so I felt like I was living these parallel lives and I had this shame about what my home life was like. And then I felt like I couldn't relate to my family because all my school friends it was just like this whole two different worlds kind of a scenario. And so I really um, internalized all of that to be the, the good girl and to be very responsible and to be the one who was going to like fix everything. Right. And so I followed the traditional path, even though deep down I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just had no, it was way too scary, right. To go on that path at that time. So I went to college followed, you know, the corporate route, got a great job and was dead set on making money that way. And so after a couple of years in corporate, it was just very clear to me that this was not the place. Um, I I left corporate without um, a backup plan, right? After two years, that was around 24, I guess, at that point. And long story short, found my way into commercial real estate. And I found an incredible mentor who was starting his own business after 12 years in the industry and needed someone to kind of help with everything. So it was like the dream scenario where I could just get involved and and add value in all of the ways. And I became a broker within the first year, was selling million dollar real estate and started making a lot of money very quickly. And so after, it was really two or three years in real estate and I made, you know, multiple six figures and I just had this moment of, oh shit, like this isn't the thing. You know, I had spent my whole life believing that one day if I could make enough money, that was going to make me feel whole and complete. And it didn't. And it was a really unsettling time, (laughs) as you can imagine. And so that led me 
to more on a spiritual path and led me into yoga teacher training that was a huge, huge awakening around so many things. Um, I was kind of have I again felt that I had these two parallel lives. I had like the real estate where I was all like buttoned up and kind of a more masculine traditional arena. And then I was exploring all this these spiritual practices in this other area of life. And um I I felt called to become a health coach. So I went and got certified through IIN coached my first few clients and was like, wow, this is what I'm meant to do with my life. I just never felt more at ease and more in my element than when I was coaching. And I worked with a business coach myself to kind of figure out my place in the marketplace and and realized that actually the the calling that felt most aligned was to teach women in business and to help them, um, you know, translate everything I'd done in real estate just in a way that was in alignment with their gifts and kind of using that sales and marketing and, and um, business skill set to work with women who I felt more spiritually connected to, right. Than some of my clients that I had in real estate. And um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey from there. And for a while it felt like I had to give up wealth in order to pursue passion and in order to pursue alignment and purpose and that has now come full circle to where I am today hey hey just popping in are you a loyal listener of the wealthy woman podcast do you like what you hear I'd really love it if you would pause for just a second and leave an honest review for me wherever you listen to podcasts this really helps me spread the word and encourage more and more women to join the movement We want the Wealthy Woman movement to grow because I believe wealthy women will change the world. Thanks so much for taking time to review the podcast. Let's dive back in. I love it. I'm I'm thankful for your willingness to just open up about your journey and it's not linear, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you've had a lot of money, you've had not a lot of money and Mm -hmm. the different blocks and the different challenges and uh, gifts that have come along the way with, with that. Really Mm -hmm. cool to just like hear that from you. So talk to me about some of the things that you learned early on from like, you, you talked about like shame and misidentity, not feeling like you're mm-hmm. part of something, you know, and also feeling the ease of money. What were some of the gifts that you would say and the challenges that you have had to work through because of your early on money journey from when you grew up? Yeah. So I would say some of the gifts of that was really, my dad was very focused on exposing me to experiences. So I, it was almost like his, his blessing and his shadow, right? Which is often the case where he was such a dreamer and he, he was such a big thinker. Um, and I really absorbed a lot of that as a kid, as far as the idea that anything was possible and the idea of entrepreneurship in general, that was very out of place for the rest of my family. And um, yeah, at the same time, for so many years during my adolescence and twenties, there was so much anxiety and fear that was laid over the top of that. So there was almost this like inner conflict where I felt like I know that deep down I could do anything. Yeah. I can't seem to materialize that in 
the 3D, right? And there was like this push-pull all the time between like my soul and then my patterns and my conditioning and all just the anxiety that that was layered over the top. Um, I would say some of the challenges were just having so much evidence that money was really hard. You know, I'd, I'd accumulated a lot of evidence that money could break up families, that money was um, something to feel, you know, guilt and shame and stress about. And understandably, I had internalized that story to mean, well, if there was just enough of it, then all of those feelings and all of those dynamics would go away, right? Like logically, you could you could understand why you would come to that conclusion subconsciously. And so I just just put a lot of crap on money. <laughs> you know, it's like not money's fault, but everything that I had experienced, I had put in con, you know, in relationship with money one way or another. And now I know you sit in a position and we're always still journeying. So if I were yeah. <laughs> five years, we would have so many other things that we could unpack, but you know, now you're sitting in this position where you are able to ha- have alignment and impact and mission and also make mm-hmm. really great money. So how do you feel like you were able to sort of unpack some of those uh, blocks and challenges around money that obviously you're on moved through at some level what what was the intentional work you did there mm-hmm. yeah I mean really a lot of things but I would say I kind of I was able to see the extremes in quite a close proximity so I was in the real estate space in the commercial real estate space around some incredibly wealthy humans right like incredibly wealthy like beyond my wildest dreams wealthy some of those people matched the stereotype of being like not so kind and not so um maybe gracious and then there were other people who were the the best you know the warmest most generous people I've ever met and they also had all of this wealth right so that in itself created this rift in the thinking as far as I was like well I thought that wealthy people equaled right, this very kind of box definition, and then seeing that play out in real life, I have to start to question, like, hmm, well, how can that be? Because I have these examples right here of people who are amazing and incredible. And then I, when I stepped into the coaching space, and I started working with people who were, you know, active healers who had healing businesses, who were even further in their spiritual path than me, you could say, in, in, in many ways, And then talking to them about money and realizing that like pursuing their passion and then being broke, like that was not the solution, right? Like that was not bringing them peace. That was not bringing them um, purpose even. They were actually really stressed out beneath the surface of kind of seemingly doing all this good in the world. And they were, and yet they were really struggling in this one particular area with money. And so I just had all of these very, clear extreme examples in my life all at once to kind of contrast and realize hmm this is not like an either or black and white scenario I need to dive deeper into this and really start to unpack what are the stories that I'm telling where did they come from and you know that was through a combination of coaching listening to podcasts reading books 
um, having real conversations with my mentor in real estate at the time, because uh, he had worked through a lot of these things as well, you know, for himself in, in real time and um, just taking it layer by layer and then experimenting with it in my own life. And, and you know, we always need that real lived experience for it to really land. You can learn the concept and then you have to actually experience it to really know and now I would say I sit in a place of money neutrality right that's my goal and for a long time I thought my goal was to feel amazing about money all the time <laughs> like I was supposed to be excited and just the, the kind of the opposite and in reality it's just neutrality it's that that for me is the current goal and where I live most of the time say more about that will you my patterns were to avoid my my pattern was you know avoidant tendency around money I would not look at money for months and months and months I would just hide from it um because that was kind of what had been modeled to me and then that was what felt familiar and I just was internalizing the story if I just made more there would be enough and it would all be okay and so I had to come to this place of reckoning where I had to start rewiring those habits, right? And deciding that I wanted to be an active participant in my money relationship. And I wanted to consciously cultivate the way in which I engage with my money. You know, we engage with money multiple times a day, every single day of our lives. And yet there's so much shame for so many of us. And, and it's not even mentioned throughout school as far as how to interact with money I mean it is just mind-blowing and so that was just all a conscious practice and at the beginning looking at money and tracking money brought so much anxiety I mean I it was so uncomfortable to sit down and do those practices and I would just do it anyway and just rewire the pattern you know and take it one step at a time and um bring myself into a regulated state right because it was very activating for me to look at money and so uh, with enough time and with enough consistency now I'm in a much more neutral place I won't say I never get activated of course I do but I can come move through it much more easily and I also now have my practices really dialed in to where I'm no longer really experimenting with it it's now just a you know, set rituals, I know what I'm doing, and, and they feel a lot more familiar, which helps as well. I love that you're exposing that because, you know, my audience and what I teach is like starting to develop that musculature and how important <laughs> it is because many times we are avoidant. Yeah, if we are working towards having more stability, more impact. Uh, money is a massive part of that equation as entrepreneurs because mm -hmm. it means you have a profitable business. It means you can pay yourself, do all those things. Mm -hmm. And so hearing your journey of like creating this uh, ability to not be so activated, not be so um, stressed and being able to like mm -hmm. move through that through consistency is huge. And I know uh, will resonate with many people who are listening. So then mm. why neutrality? Like if you, so like not, what about like being activated in the positive way towards money? Like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way I see that is I intentionally create positive emotion when I do my daily mindset work as far as my goals and my, you know, my business revenue goals, my net worth goals, like all of that. I create intentional positive emotion through a meditation practice and then through like a visualization. And I go through that exercise every morning, um, which really I'm creating new neural pathways, right, towards that future. And so that I want to be from a heightened positive emotional state. And I have just found that when it comes to interacting with money on the daily basis, as far as transactions, as far as uh, money management, like that kind of like day to day, I think becoming excited by some of those things is also giving my power away to it. Right. And recognizing that in business, especially, it's easy to then when you see a, a, a sale, a transaction, and you're like, yeah, amazing. Like, I now get this high from that. Well, that's also problematic in the sense that now I'm relying on another sale to create an emotion, you know? So instead, I'm, I'm choosing to look at it from the state of, pure neutrality and just to look at the facts like every morning before I start my work day like separate from my mindset practice I check in with yesterday's sales and I log them in my sales tracker takes me two minutes and now I'm getting to a place where whether it's you know ten thousand dollars yesterday or zero dollars yesterday I feel largely the same like that is the place that I'm trying to get to consistently so that one day when I write down $100,000 from yesterday or zero, like it's still the same. And then I feel that I'm truly in my power and money no longer is either, you know, taking or giving to me from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what I hear yeah. you saying is the actual numbers the actual data like doesn't trigger you in a way where you're like oh I don't want to look at the bank accounts and I have to like mm-hmm. and that's a negative or oh my gosh I'm looking at it and it's so good and now it's bad and now it's good you know <laughs> like you've got neutral neutrality there but it's not that you aren't tapping into the power of money and abundance and stuff you're allowing that to be a practice you do in your in your mornings and in your those stuff that you kind of have the ability to cultivate and you're not letting external data factors numbers be the thing that is generating that energy for you which is that kind of Mm -hmm. saying that right yeah exactly right exactly right so that I can then objectively say like this is how I'm going to navigate the current money situation whatever that is but I'm not going to do it from like a reactive state, whether that's both like extreme excitement and pleasure or extreme stress, you know, either one. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do now, like with your clients, where this has all landed you around finding a, a work that is very missional and aligned, but also feels very aligned from a financial perspective too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of it comes down to I had to get to this place where I was allowed to want to be wealthy. Like I just let myself decide that I get to be wealthy and I get to use that as a force for good in the world. 
And once I was able to put that hat on, then I could reverse engineer into, okay, what are the ways in which I want to create the cash flow to then turn into assets to then generate the wealth, you know? And so currently the work that I do is um, with coaches and healers, so all women, and I really combine kind of the strategic side of business with the energetic and with the money mindset and um, all through the lens of, okay, how do you actually create a profitable six-figure business, you know? Um, And one of the big blocks that women have that I work with is many of the same ones that I've worked through, right? As far as that they feel that these gifts are so innate, they should just give them away to everybody. They feel that there are so many people who do not have even as much as they do. And therefore, who are they to desire wealth? They fear that they can't handle the money. They're worried that they're not going to be good stewards of that money that they call in, right? Like all of these same layers that I've worked through. And um, yeah, I really, I I provide kind of a masculine structure from, you know, a training standpoint that they can come into and really kind of pull all of their expertise and their creativity and their ideas into. And my pathway helps them do the practical things of like, how do you actually turn this business that right now, maybe you're trading time for money and you're doing like one-on-one sessions, but you have this big mission on your heart. You know that you're meant to make a difference in the world and you want this to be a full-time income. So how do you go from point A to point B? And that's what we do inside the Sensitive Business Academy. And I really make it very step-by-step because in my experience, when you're doing something new, for the first time, especially when it is maybe looking some of your deepest fears in the eye and moving towards them, there's a lot that comes up. And if we don't have a structure and we're just kind of winging it, it makes it that much harder because of all the emotional stuff that's going to come up. And so I like to make it as streamlined as possible. And then I'm there to coach them through all of the pieces that come up along the way, mostly around money, raising prices, um, being visible is huge for, you know, for me and for for my people. I was terrified to to speak on a podcast, like just a couple years ago, I would have been very, very anxious to do this. In fact, I still remember my very first podcast interview because it was such a huge, scary thing for me to do. And you know, now I love it. Now it's a breeze and it's so fun. And I'm really leading people through all of those pieces. Beautiful. I love it. And I love how what you're talking about too, is like you have the masculine structure of, and we could get you on the show to talk about that, just that, you know, at some mm-hmm. point, but yeah. you have that, but then also, you know, that that structure is going to bring up different emotions and challenges and blocks that allows you to do your healing work right Mm -hmm. 100 percent. yeah 
And that's what I yeah. love too. And you're speaking, I mean, it's so much of this overlaps with me and like why I do this work. There is such a masculine part of it, the spreadsheets, mm-hmm. the, like it's data, it's numbers, it's that, but then it's like, oh, and, and now we're having this whole, like, why don't you pay yourself consistently? And let's dig into that story. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why, you know, I know both you, we, we love doing both and, mm-hmm. uh, it's really, it's fun to hear you talk about that. So talk about a little bit about the chat. Let's like end on this point about the visibility. I know that you are able to sell your um, services to a very small audience and you challenge me so much. And you, just like seeing you, the way that you show up on your social and just being so visible. So you talk about how you've healed through that and also some maybe of the strategy behind that and how that's uh, been such a success for your business. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you for those kind words. I, I mean, I really kind of got started through the lens of being fed up with myself for long enough <laughs> where I felt like I just knew I was hiding and I just got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like it's taking me more energy to avoid doing this and just to do it you know and so it was probably two years ago now it was it was when I was pregnant with Sky and I just had that moment of decision around what do I want for my future how do I want my life to look now I'm bringing a human into the world and I made the decision that I wanted coaching to be my full-time you know focus as far as cash flow and active participation and therefore, I needed to take that business seriously and stop looking at it as like a hobby on the side. And that required me to get visible. And so I just turned my regular public profile that I was not very active on and, you know, t- decided to start posting about business one day. And I've just done a lot of work around what, you know, came up from all of that as far as what will people think? Who do you think you are? People are going to be so annoyed by this, like all of that stuff and just ultimately tune back into my why, which is that I'm here to make a difference. And the legacy I want to leave is being the woman who went for it. Like, I don't want to be the woman who sits on the sidelines and that requires discomfort and that just requires people to judge me and not like me and that is absolutely okay and so it's just been a slow progression of showing up I found um, stories to be the easiest for me because it it allowed me to I couldn't be a perfectionist with stories like I was on my grid and so my pattern with hiding was perfectionism you know I would get in my head about it and then I would I would not post the thing because it wasn't quite right or what it was like a whole thing. So I just decided I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to post some stories. And I'm just going to talk and I'm just going to kind of force myself to post it and just do that enough times and made it really a daily practice where I would just show up and I would talk. Um, and that felt the easiest for that season. And I combined that with some very intentional um, like collaborations and direct outreach. You know, I went to events and things like that to kind of combine with the online presence piece. 
And I intentionally chose a high ticket business model because I didn't want to have to grow a giant audience to make the numbers work. You know, I, because of the, the background I had in the real estate business, I wasn't afraid to run the numbers and say, okay, how is this going to work? And, and when you do that, if you have a course model or a membership model, it's very easy to see. You need thousands and thousands of people in your world to even make, have a 10K month. I mean, it, the numbers just don't work. And so you either have to make the decision to invest in paid ads very early to make those numbers work, or you got to rethink your business model. And so I have a high ticket business model. I teach a high ticket business model um, because it just allows you to go a lot deeper with less people. So my clients usually work with me for, you know, six months minimum, sometimes two years. Like I, I have had incredible clients who want to take the next step with me. And that's how I love it. You know, I love to get to really know them and really know their patterns and really know their potential. And um, when you do it that way, you don't need a huge audience of, you know, tens of thousands of people. You really just need a handful each month who are willing to take the next step. Um, and I basically did that through just organic growth for a while with the intention to move to paid ads. So now we run paid ads, which has been a whole fun new part of the journey and they have been working incredibly well for us. Um, but I did that intentionally to get proof of concept with the smaller organic audience first. And then we just convert everything into a paid um you know, funnel. So that way I was able to just be more strategic with how I was using money and time. Because at the end of the day, whether you choose to, to grow your audience organically or through paid traffic, you're still paying, whether it's, it's either with money or with time. Um, I have just decided now that I'm ready to reach more people through a very um, streamlined way. And, and the funnel that we have right now is really fun to run and the women that are coming through are just incredible and this is the next chapter of the business so we'll see where where things go you know what I love about talking with you I just love that well so many things but (laughs) you're just like willing to share the mess and like the ups and downs Mm -hmm. and also that you're still experimenting and it's not like it's finished. Like I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we're on shows or we have six figure businesses or something, there's this illusion that like we've arrived. And yet we mm-hmm. know that in two or three years, we'll talk about this time and we'll talk about what we learned and all that. So thanks for being just so real and about your story, about where you're at now and about really championing like the ability to be in alignment and that that doesn't have to mean sacrifice and Mm -hmm. you know that was my story about a year ago when I was like want to just burn it all down and I was like this is Mm -hmm. not it I abandoned my intuition doing what you're supposed to do to scale in this industry Mm -hmm. and you know through that learned that's so that's what I'm never gonna do again (laughs) I need to always keep my intuition and and what is aligned intact and like in focus and 
you are such an example of a woman who continues to do that and allow and and you just say like that's what it is right now that's what's in focus now and who knows what that will be Mm -hmm. and just your peace with that um I know people listening can experience as well and I think that leads them into a space where they can have peace through their journey that now find what's not aligned and then you know trust each season of the journey so thank you yeah you're welcome thank you so much for saying that and you know that's just been a huge journey for me to to get to a place where I'm able to be so vulnerable and real and so I'm really receiving those words and just really appreciate that reflection I know that you are a woman of so so much talent so much wisdom is there anything else that you just want to like make sure you re-highlight or share as we as we wrap up yeah I would say just check in as far as what has come up from this conversation and anywhere that you feel a thought or a layer of um, discomfort like notice that and that is the opening to the abundance that you want Mm. and just having that willingness to say "Hmm, I'm going to get curious why is that bringing something up within me and kind of following it down the rabbit hole and uh, there's just so much so much magic if you're willing to lean into the mess I guess that's the full circle moment here is like lean into the mess because where I sit today is the result of facing into the mess so many times in so many ways and realizing that that is actually the gift and that doesn't make anything wrong or me broken in fact we have to look at that start sitting through it to move to the other side and after a while you realize how much goodness there is in the mess let's just dive into a quick i have some quick fire questions for you one what is your favorite money book that you've read that you've consumed yeah rich's book by amanda francis cool okay we'll have to um we'll have to link that one um okay your favorite like podcast or resource around healing money that kind of thing um the spiritual investor podcast by elizabeth ralph i'm in her wealth building program and she has just been such a an expander for me around spirituality and wealth creation beautiful What's a practice that you find yourself doing consistently that's really made massive shifts for you? I mean, breathwork and yoga have been my, I mean, I would never be here without those practices. I use them daily to ground myself, to regulate my emotions and to be able to do the hard, scary stuff, knowing that I have a tool to like bring me back into a safe space. What is your most proud money moment? Honestly, um, opening investing accounts for our daughter. What makes you feel proud about that? Just that she, for a long time, I felt like because I struggled and so many good things came of that struggle that I wanted her to struggle so that she would like earn it and like prove herself and like that kind of a vibe. And now 
I just want to pay it forward and recognize that my, you know, parents and grandparents had their own versions of the work and like this is my version and I'm interrupting the pattern at this moment in time and she will get to grow up with a sense of safety around money and around just her body and her life and her choices and money is going to be the resource that makes some of that possible along with the safety that it has created in in you know our lives so that I can be a present and regulated parent and not in a state of you know stress around money that feels like the biggest legacy shift that I could ever create beautiful and that's right where we're gonna wrap up this show because Mm -hmm. that was just so perfect and powerful thank you so where can people find you I know they've fallen in love as they've listened and heard you and your heart and your story what's the best way for them to connect with you yeah thank you for asking um i'm on instagram that's where i hang out most of the time so you can find me at the natasha rankin and that's usually where i'm showing up on stories sharing you know behind the scenes life with you guys telling you what i have going on business-wise and um have some free resources for you over there too. Amazing. Beautiful. Go follow her. She's brilliant. Yes. I would love to connect with you. And if you do come over and say hi and let me know that you listen to the show, I would love that. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're, you're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you could access all the latest episodes. And while you're at it, would you take a few minutes to leave a review? This will help spread the word and spread the Wealthy Woman Movement. Interested in joining the Wealthy Woman Movement? Head to www.ambridgeman.com backslash insta to join my email list and get Wealthy Woman emails and text messages. No spamming. Just more free value you don't want to miss. Can't wait to get connected and hear from you. Cheers for now.